Dear Diary, Today I interviewed Boltman, the unofficial mascot for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's been a mascot for over 22 years and has a story to tell. Sorry for the sound quality in advance. Take a listen. How long have you been a mascot? Well, I've been doing this for going on 22 years now. And how did this this come up? Like, how did you become this mascot? Well, back in 94, the Chargers uh, went to their first uh, championship Super Bowl. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but that was pretty much the time that Boltman evolved. The Chargers didn't have a mascot. I was a fan at the time. And I created Boltman, which is the half man, half bolt. And uh, it just started to build traction after that. And the fans just adopted it right away. And, and uh, it's been a fan favorite for San Diego for 22 years now. So, I mean, yeah. did you get paid for this position or was it all volunteer, like all volunteer work? Or what's the story there? Well, the, when, when Boltman first evolved, I worked for the. For the franchise the Chargers NFL for I think it was like three years and then after that um, what happened was long story short the team just at that point wasn't really focusing on the fans and the public relations unfortunately so we kind of parted ways and then so what I did is I just continued to be Boltman as a fan and I started realizing I actually enjoyed just doing it on my own where I had to free will to do what I wanted when I wanted of course, I always kept it clean, you know, the antics and everything. Um, but it was kind of nice just to be able to roam around and be your own boss. And so it got to be to the point where it became a hobby and a habit. And it's my way of, you know, it's kind of like, for me, it's entertainment four months a year. People have hobbies. Some people have, you know, the desert toys or water toys or whatever hobbies they may have. For me, this is kind of like a hobby. Uh, four months a year during uh, the NFL football season. So, yeah, so it kind of went from there and, and been going strong ever since. Yeah, and I've heard that, you know, mascotting, it can just be like this bug that you catch and you just want to keep going with it. <laughs> so you enjoy mascotting and, and being the mascot? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's just so many perks to it. I mean, you know, whoever's going to be a mascot or decides to want to be a mascot, they got to have the personality for it the character, the patience for it, the, the passion for whatever they're going to be mass fighting for, whether it be high school, uh, college, or, or professional sports, you got to really have a passion for that, that sport and that team. Um, you know, you want to have, uh, you know, just commitment and, and um, just drive all your energy to it. But there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of work behind it. In addition to having all those personality traits, um, you got to be patient. Uh, you know, and, and like people, you, you know, some people, you know, you got to be patient and that's the most important part because nowadays everybody has a cell phone with a camera on it. So people want pictures. So for me at a game, I spend probably the majority of my time taking pictures of fans coming into the stadium, in the stadium and, and, and then leaving the stadium. So, um, yeah, it, it could be overwhelming, especially in August and September. If it gets so hot, anybody that's been a mascot and they've been in the suit for more than three hours, four hours, it, it could take a toll on you. And, and it can be dangerous, too, so you have to know when, what your limits are. But, yeah, it's, I have to say, for the most part, it's been a great experience. There's no regrets at all. I enjoy doing it. 
No, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's great advice and for anyone that wants to, you know, become, is thinking about becoming a mascot. And so, okay, so you're Boltman. You said you worked with the franchise for the first two years, but then what happened after that? What happened was, um, if, if, if you were to maybe Google my, my mascot characters, Boltman, you'll see that they've evolved throughout the years. I've had... The original ones with, with the chargers were, were completely different than what I use now. What I use now is a lot better because it's more mobility. Um, the, old, the old suit was more of a lightning bolt, but it was a full body lightning bolt. So it was like a pod and your arms and legs stuck out of it. And it was really hard to move around. It was really hard to do almost anything in that thing, but, but I got by. And then um, after I parted away with the chargers, um, I decided to create a new character, which is what I use now. And I'm on my third one, which is now a head and a full body, you know, a football player, you know, body, arms and legs, everything with, with a muscle suit. And it's got the Jersey, the Chargers Jersey and the pants, but the head is the unique part of it. It's, it's a half man, half uh, bolt on the head. So it's half head, half bolt. And so if you look at some history with Boltman, you'll see that, that character has evolved to where it's at now because the head is, is much lighter than it was when I first did my first ones. You know, everything you learn from trial and error, from, from visibility, uh, from uh, being able to hear well, um, being able to be cooled down. So you start learning as you're progressing with these suits that um, you definitely don't want to wear anything heavy on your head, especially for more than an hour. It's kind of like you know, holding a bowling ball in your hand and, after, and someone tells you to kind of hold it out. Well, after a minute, it becomes really difficult to hold. Your neck is kind of the same thing. Your neck muscles can really take a toll. So uh, with that, I've been uh, looking at unique, creative ways to make the head a lot more lighter with the materials that we're using. And so now it's down to about a little under, about a little under two pounds. So much better. Yeah. And... Yeah. So... When you broke off from the franchise and started doing this on your own, just like for some clarification, they they let you into the stadium with the mask and everything, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, at the queue, uh, you know, Bowman's a fan favorite at the uh, Qualcomm Stadium for, like I said, 20, 22 years. And so uh, the security there, you know, you get to know everybody where it's just, it's just a routine thing. You come through, you know, they go through your, they just make you take off your head real quick and, and make sure there's, you know, there's nothing in there. And then they pretty much let me in. So it's, it's never been a problem at the queue. Uh, unfortunately, when I went to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers new step up center, which is a temporary soccer facility, their security is a lot different there. And so we had an issue going in uh, and I was not aware because these policies were never, they never were properly introduced to the charger season ticket holders or even to the general public. There was no, there was no um, awareness of their policy. But we found out the hard way where, where when we came in, um, actually, I came in with my, my head on. There wasn't really much security at the gate. So I, I came in, and it seemed a little odd because I, I never had to take my head off, which is normal procedure with security at these NFL games. But long story short, we came in. It wasn't even probably 30 seconds after I walked in, I was approached by security. But they basically said we couldn't have any headgear on or any painted face anywhere other than in your seat. So... If you're an NFL fan, football fan, or any sports fan for that matter, especially college in any sport, 
fans love dressing up. They don't have to dress up as a mascot, but they love putting wigs on, paint their face. That's all part of the game day experience. So when the Chargers uh, security was, was asking me to, to remove the head, um, well, first I refused to do it because I, I, I wasn't aware of these rules and I wanted to get someone from the Chargers. But the end result was that they allowed me to stay. So, you know, we enjoyed the game, had a great time. But for me, it's all about a game day experience and having a great game, game experience with fans. And, and Bowman really adds to the game setting. You know, the fans don't really get anything in the stands. So uh, people are actually identify me as the mascot, as the official mascot, although I'm not and I never claim to be. But it's just what the fans have kind of stereotyped me as the mascot. And, you know, if you Google who's the mascot for the Los Angeles Chargers, I actually come up on like Wikipedia. So it's been branded that way. I don't perceive myself uh, or even identify myself as the official mascot. I say I'm an official mascot. But um, with all that being said, I, I, for me personally, I won't be going back to the Los Angeles, the new Los Angeles StubHub Center because I just don't think it's fan friendly. And I like it's all about having fun and uh, you know taking pictures with the fans and cheering. So for me, I'm just gonna go in a different direction and travel with the players not directly with the players, but, you know, go to away games and, and support the, the players that way. I think it's better for me. And I, I want to keep the legacy alive for Boatman. And the fans do too. So the only way to do that is, is to consider traveling with the team. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of StubHub. I think I have mentioned this before. I, I mean, I used to, even though it's, it's, it's kind of far for me. I noticed, not to blame it on the Chargers, but, I mean, you know, there's certain measures you got to, you know, bring when another team is, is coming in, I guess. So when the Chargers said that they were going to use it, the StubHub as a temporary facility, like I noticed that all the the security rules just went up and stuff. I mean, they just up security. So, I mean, I've, I've had several times where I was like, really? Like I had my normal bag and like I had to go take it back to the car because and I, I'm not one for big fancy purses like it was just my regular bag and they're like oh it doesn't oh, yeah. fit in this like four by four square and I was like what like nothing's gonna like you want me to bring in a clutch that's what you want me to bring in like that's so tiny so yeah I'm definitely not a fan of Subhub I think they have up to security a bit too much I mean I think it's easier to get into Staples but uh they were really lax for a while I I I really enjoyed going to soccer games. Well, Galaxy games. Never been to a Chargers game, but yeah, I don't know. Security well, has gone up. Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm all for policies and, and, and whatever's going to give the, the, the whole game day experience a safer one for the fans. I'm all about that. So don't, don't, I, I'm not saying I don't want to follow policy. My, my problem was that I felt that the franchise, the Los Angeles, I keep saying Phoenix, the Los Angeles Chargers just didn't negotiate. They weren't transparent with the fans. Those are things that have to be notified to fans prior to going to the game in the season ticket package. That information is there. Unfortunately, this has really backfired against the Chargers in addition to, you know, they're oh, well, they one and four now. Um, they were 0 oh and four, but now they're one and four. Um, so that, in addition to all the rules, the fan, the fan base in Los Angeles is just isn't there. This team, unfortunately, is in a disarray. And if you noticed, uh, if you look at any news footage or anything, it's really an embarrassment for this franchise because they're getting a lot of opposing fans. It's actually up to seventy percent. 
to 80% opposing fans going in the stadium. So when, when your quarterback can't even hear his play calls because it's so loud, he calls a timeout, that's a real embarrassment. It's, it's unheard of in the NFL for, for something like that to take place where you're playing at home, you have home field advantage, but yet your quarterback, and I'm referencing Philip Rivers, can't hear the play calls because the opposing fans have taken over your stadium and now he's having a difficult time in the offense trying to trying to play the calls out to the players. That's a huge, huge detriment to this franchise. So what, I, we don't know where it's going to go. We're hoping that the NFL and, and Los Angeles will come back to San Diego. And what made you decide to try and follow, you know, uh, the Chargers over here to Los Angeles? Because I'm assuming that you live in San Diego, and that's, that's not a... Uh, a short drive. That's a pretty long drive. That's dedication right there. Well, anybody that travels from San Diego on game day now currently to Los Angeles is going to spend at least at least three hours on the road. Yeah. If you're leaving from San Diego. Probably the same thing back. So you've got six hours there, five hours at the game. You're looking at anywhere from 13, four hour, 14 hour day uh, by the time you're done. And then you're out of pocket easily, you know, three hundred dollars a person. The parking is a hundred dollars for parking in San Diego. It used to be twenty five. Your tickets are about forty percent higher in price. So, I'm not sure why they did that, but it's. Uh, I think it's it's playing a big toll on this franchise because you can't increase. They're the highest, ex- most expensive ticket in the NFL, but yet you're playing in a soccer field, and the parking is a hundred dollars when most places are twenty five thirty. So yeah, when you when you add the drive like you're mentioning, that's three hours there, three hours back, six hundred dollars to go to a game. For me, I if I'm going to travel and I don't like that facility, that venue because of the rules and the restrictions they have, I'm better off traveling with the team and supporting them on the road and have a, have a great time that you know while I'm traveling to two places I've never been. So that's that's the goal right now. I'm working on that. And then speaking of out of pocket, I mean, for a game like that, I mean, for travel time and and all that and parking, I mean, you put all this money into the suit yourself. So, so how much can like you estimate about how much you've paid out of pocket for your suit and and everything? Oh, oh. <laughs> almost embarrassed to say. I've been doing it for a long time. My first suits were around eight, nine thousand. These these ones here, these are elaborate suits. They're made in Hollywood. Same company that made the you know, the big picture, big picture movies. Um, these are custom made, um, and they run anywhere from you know twelve to, to fifteen thousand for the head alone, because you have to have it you know sculptured and painted. And there's a lot of work involved. And then uh, you know the muscle suits, uh, the ones that were about fifteen hundred dollars a pop. So you know I usually get around four of them. They'll last you a couple of years. They're good suits, but yeah, it's, it's really expensive. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately for me, I've never tried to capitalize on the likeness of my character in 22 years, which I've had many opportunities because the fans love the character. They want merchandise, but, um, you know, between work and, and uh, the deep pockets to do something at that level, I never, I never really attempted it. But now that I'm going to be traveling with the team, I'm actually considering, I'm actually working on, currently working on merchandise so I can, uh, you know, 
get some capital to travel with the team. So it's going to be expensive. If there's anybody that, that, that does mascot work, and if there's any you know, mascot people, they know that you need your, you need your second hand, your right hand man that's going to help you in communicating and moving things and making things safer. And, and most importantly, communicating with the people around that, you know, wherever the event's going to be, what's going on, trying to, you know, create um, some balance between, you know, the fans and the mascot. Someone has to be in there kind of managing that. So, so for me to travel, I have to bring someone with me. So now you got, you know, travel expenses, hotel, you know, lodging and all that. It's going to get expensive. So I'm hoping I can, um, you know, raise enough capital to do that. If I don't get it out this year, I'm going to be shooting for next year. But I definitely want to travel with the team and, and follow the, the, the Chargers wherever they end up going on the away games. That's the goal. So you have a full-time <coughs> job, correct? You have a career? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a regular job. When you do appearances, like maybe weddings and stuff, do you charge for that to try and get a little bit of cash back? Or? Well, you know, I, 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 I have to say that in the 22 years, I did two appearances, private ones. You know, um, one was a wedding. And um, actually, that video is on, on Facebook. If someone wants to look it up, it's a wedding that we did uh, from Michael Jackson. Um, it was a mission between Michael Jackson and Bill Bill actually dancing Michael Jackson. It's pretty good. So if you catch it on YouTube, this year. Um, but And I think it's under Boltman Michael Jackson. Um, and then I did a, a party, you know. But I, I went calls all the time. Constantly, people running, you know, parties, events, um, non-profit stuff. I, I really want to be out there for all this stuff, but it's really a, um, it's a, it's a big commitment because now you're talking about having to have some sort of an RV to be able to go to the events and change out. You, you don't want to be a mascot character and going in as a person into a, a room where people see you and then they come out and they already know who you are. You want to keep your identity a secret. So the key is to just, you know, be prepared, show up on time, obviously. I always show up early and, um, and, and come in character. For me, that's what I like doing it because I don't like people seeing who I am. It takes away the, 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 the mystery of the character Boltman. So with that, I haven't done appearances because it's a full-time job and, and, and I can't commit to that right now. But again, I, I am considering doing stuff like that on the weekends, but you know, you can only do so many birthday parties on the weekend and during the weekday. Um, there was a big demand for these big corporate parties where they wanted Boltman to show up and, you know, send a birthday grant to the CEO or, or whoever's in charge there and, you know, drop off some gifts and hang out for 15, 20 minutes, do some pictures and leave. I, I could be doing that all day long, but that becomes a full-time job. And, and I'm not, I'm not ready for that at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I understand that that's very time consuming, especially when you have a full-time job. And then the weekends will be gone too, you know, um, you would have to, I mean, if you did, I mean, think about it, you know, there's only 52 weekends a year, every kid's going to want you to be at their birthday party. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and the kids that are at the birthday party are going to want you to be at their birthday party, but there's only 52 weeks a year, weekends. So you got Saturday and Sunday, I, I wouldn't have a life. It, would, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't work. I, I could do maybe two or three birthday parties on, on one weekend, but, you know, or, or a Saturday and then another three on Sunday, but that just, that would just take a toll on you. So when you when you went into the stadium, would you have the mask in a bag so you kind of just walked in, or how did that work? Where you took off the mask because then people see you. You mentioned that you had to take off the mask before you walked in. 
Yeah, well, if you walk into a Charger or any NFL or sports event, usually there's not that many people right at the gate because everybody's behind you, and the only thing you have in front of you is is either security or law enforcement. So when they take when I take it off, it's just real quick. They just look in there and I pop it right back on. But I have like a painter's mask on, so you can't really see your face. So it's it's so quick that it happens so fast. It's no big deal. And and once I'm you know put the head on, then I'm fine. With with the Starbucks Center. Not only do they want you to take it off when you come in, so you, that means, you know, you can walk from the parking lot to your gate, take it off, and that's a stay off until you get to your seat. Well, some people may not understand this, but as long as I've been doing dirt and, and uh, you know, the identity, I try to keep it a secret, not always, but for people that don't know who I am, it's best that they don't see the character. It's like, it's like having Batman walking around, but he's had his mask on, yeah. Yet he's got his uniform on. It's just, for me, it's like someone saying, hey, Boltman, you know, or, well, it would be like me telling you, I mean, well, this is inappropriate. Let's say it's me telling somebody, hey, you gotta, you got to strip down to be completely naked. I know it sounds inappropriate, but that's how I feel. And you need yeah. to walk from the gate all the way to your seat naked. Well, that's how I feel. I feel naked. I feel like people are going to take pictures of me with my head off, and it's embarrassing. I'm, it'd be humiliating. So some people don't understand. Say, well, what's the big deal? Why can't he do it? Well, because I feel naked doing it. It's not me. It's it's my character. It, it takes away the character. And then now you got people taking pictures of you with your head on. Um, it's not something that I would like to do. It's not something I think. It would be like if, you know, the, the, the famous chicken, the San Diego chicken, if someone said to him, hey, Ted, you know, he walks into, I mean, he travels all around the world. If he actually walked into an event that he was, uh, maybe he wasn't invited, he just showed up because he does crash a lot of events. You know, that's, that's the chicken. That's Ted. He likes going out and just doing crazy stuff. He has fun. He's excellent at it. And I admire the guy. But I think if someone told him, hey, you got to take off the mask, I don't, think, I don't think Ted takes off the mask. I think he says, forget it. I'm out of here. That's, I think he can relate to what I'm doing or how, what I'm saying because, I don't think he'll ever, you know what I'm referring to, right? The chicken, the famous chicken. Yes. Did you notice? Yeah. So I, I think if that question was, was, uh, opposed to him, I think he would say, uh, absolutely not. No way he takes his mask off. Yeah. And then I don't think he does that. So when you, when you have, your, when you had your breaks in, in San Diego, would you, how, like, how would you do that? Would you go into a restroom, like a stall or something? And then, and like, or would you just stick it out and just not take off the mask at all? Oh, no, no, uh, there's a system that I had there, the queue, and that was, uh, there's a tunnel there uh, where the wheelchairs go through and some some uh, VIP passes for, for corporate fans. And so the security, you know, you get to know them all, and they've been doing it for so long, but they, they allow me to go into this tunnel, but I only go in about probably, you know, 60 feet where no one can see me, and then I just take off the mask and cool down and then... Uh, take a 10 minute break and then hit it again. But, but you know, when you're, when, when I become Boltman and I become the character, I'm actually in it for five hours. It's an hour before the game and then an hour after the game. And then your game is three hours. So anybody that's ever done a mascot and been in a suit, imagine being in it for five hours with a 10 minute break. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it could be overwhelming. And, and this is in number August and September. So, in San Diego, we already have hot weather. We can have 98 degrees to 101, 102 at the queue. But when you're on the field, you don't get that wind chill. So you're actually up another 10 degrees 
easily. Two years ago, we had a Seattle Seahawks game in the Chargers at home, and it was 118 on the field. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you're wearing a, a, a padded muscle suit and your head doesn't really give you a lot of air, and yeah, it can be dangerous. You know, it, can, it can go into a heat stroke easily. So you got to know how to, when to laugh and, 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 you know, how much energy you're using when you're in the suit. Because it's kind of like if you're driving down the freeway and a plastic bag really hit the front of your grill and you're driving down the freeway doing 70 miles an hour, but the radiator's not getting air, it's going gonna, it's gonna to overheat really quick. Same, same scenario here with, with wearing a mascot. Your body's not getting the air needs, and and not only that, the temperature in your body is going high. So you have to be very careful that you have plenty of circulation and that you're cooling yourself down. It's not worth, it's not worth you know getting a heat stroke and you know getting brain damage after that. It's not worth it. So you just gotta know your limits. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, 22 years, you said. So I'm sure you have plenty of stories. Um, so could you tell the listeners? How you dealt with the unsupervised <laughs> children, the drunks, the overly excited women—just any stories. <laughs> There's so many stories, but I, I, I have to keep it PG. You can just imagine what drunk do in the parking lot. Which because <laughs> I can't really. I'm just very looking down and very limited. So when there's pictures being taken, it's um. Luckily, I have a, a a spotter for me telling me, "All right, all right, you got you guys can't be doing that." So they're, you know, I'm glad they haven't showed up on on Facebook or these uh, social media pages. But uh, yeah, so in short, I wear a cup now. That's, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good one. I got to wear a cup now. Um, other stories uh, again. I, unfortunately. The stuff that happens in the parking lot, I couldn't even begin to share that it just, it just wouldn't be appropriate. But I think anybody that, that, that's done this in the sports venue, that fans, you know, they get pretty crazy in the parking lot, especially when they've been, you know, they got to hammer down their drinks before they go inside because they want to save money. But they get pretty toasted. And then what's worse is when you leave the game, because now you have the intoxication that's doubled on the way out. And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> Fortunately for me, my experience, and I don't, I still don't understand to this day. Even when we lose, I, I have just a, a, a tremendous amount of love from the fans when I'm leaving the stadium. Even when we lose, they still want to get a picture of Boltman, and, and um, never understood it. But for me, in the suit, I just wanted to get out of there. I didn't want to take any pictures, but there's a certain responsibility that you gotta have when, when, when I take that role. A lot of fans don't know that I'm just a fan. They think that I'm a mascot. So when a fan wants to the picture and you're like, hey, I'm tired of leaving. <laughs> and, they'll, and I'll tell you, they'll switch on you in a heartbeat. If you say no to a fan, boy, they'll turn on you. Oh, yeah. They'll turn on you. So, oh, yeah. You never want to do that. At least uh, I, I found out a couple of times where I said, hey, look, I'm just trying to get to the RV. We really, really had a long day. And they're like, you know, when they take the foul language and then they start telling you. And they start yelling, and so I learned my lesson a long time ago is just to try to be as safe as you can. Because uh, not only, you know, do they, do they make a scene, but they could actually even commit physical harm to you. That's how mad they get. So I've had some that literally I'm walking, I took a picture of someone, I start walking, they literally grabbed you. 
and they swing around like a rag doll and they try to get a, a selfie, but they're drunk. They don't realize that, you know, there's a human being in the body in the suit and you can't just be yanking people around like that, but they don't know. So I don't say anything. It's, it's part of the responsibility, right? Is, uh, is being patient with fans. And so I've never had a problem with it. Uh, I've never had, I've gone to Oakland on uh, three different occasions. Never had a problem in Oakland. Um, I've done 22 years of Charger and Raider games in San Diego. Never had a fan fight with me, or, or usually it's the opposite. They want pictures with me. But yet, there's fights all around me. Like, literally right behind my seat. I can feel the vibration on the seat, and I turn around there, and they're just going at it. And here, you would think that they'd want to take out their symbol, but fans, uh, actually, Raider fans have been really classy with um, just wanting pictures and telling me, you know, you know, we're big fans, you know, you represent, and, and we like what you're doing. And uh, so, kind of nice. I, I forgot to ask: Do you talk in the mask? Like, are you, do you talk to? People? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an animal character. Yeah. I'm a bolt man, half man, half bolt. So yeah, I talk to people, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I can do it without talking. I don't know how these characters can do it without talking. Um, you know, you, you gotta. You know, even if you create a, a, a unique weird voice, but something. Uh, especially if you're an animal, you you want to meet you know something different. Uh, but for me, um, yeah, I, I change my voice a little bit, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I do talk. I don't know how I'd be able to do it without talking. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's tough. Oh, I've had the I've had the little the little nasty kids that come up and punch you in the stomach, and <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I I only tolerate that so much. I can only take so many hits, but. Um, usually that's when my, my spot will all step in because you never want to be the character, you know, telling them not to do it. You yeah. want your spotter doing it. And so, it just doesn't look, yeah, it doesn't look right when you're, when you're telling a kid, no, <laughs> you could, it's like, you're going to, you're going to scar them for life. If you're yelling at a kid in the mascot seat. Oh yeah. Especially if you're actually like yeah, yelling. So what do you feel is the most dangerous thing you've ever done in the suit? I can't say that I've done anything really dangerous. Yeah, yeah I can't say I've done anything really dangerous. Being in the heat, right? <laughs> the San Diego heat. Well, that, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's actually really dangerous. I mean, but that's a given. Yeah, I think anybody that, that gets in the suit, first of all, you got to give them a lot of credit because it's not easy. It, you know, when, you, when you're outside the suit and you see someone in the suit, you don't know how long they've been in it. Oh, and yeah. you don't know, you know, what, what their condition is. If it's a male, if it's a female, if it's someone big, someone skinny, you know, you, you just don't know. And, uh, yeah, that could, that could play a toll on, on anybody in the suit. Sure. Oh, yeah. I always, like, I just, I know I've had my moments where, like, I just want my picture and stuff, but it does cross my mind, like, now interviewing, you're, you're going to be my 41st uh, interview. So, I mean, just right. all the stories that people have told me. And it's like, now it just makes you think, is like, is that a lady in there? Like, there could be a woman in there. You know what I mean? And how long have they been in this? Yeah. I mean, you pretty much kind of have an estimate if you've been there for the whole game. But, yeah, like, sometimes I wonder about some asking, like, are you a girl? Like, I don't know. In <laughs> short, I don't know. Well, age. <laughs> You know, age plays a role, too. It could be someone a little older that's not, you know, 25, 30. If they're 45, 50s, you know, that could be, that could play a toll. And there's, you know, I know some NFL mascots, um, I think Kansas City Chiefs, Dan Mears. I, I think he's up there in the 45, 50 range. 
Yeah, I think he turned. And he's been doing it for 25 years, I think, now. Yeah, yeah, I had him on the show. Great, great guy, man. Yeah. Okay, so oh, yeah, he's he's so energetic. His character is different than mine. You know, he's more funny, uh, entertaining. My, my character is more like a warrior tough guy. I'm not so much the, uh, the, the goofy, you know, uh, Casey Wolf and, and the chicken. You know, they're more entertainers on the funny side. I, my, mine's more like, a, um, you know, we get the crowd going, raving, you know, like a, like a warrior type character that's just leading cheer out there. And, and, and uh, I think that's my fans. It's interesting because people go, Oh, it's great for the kids. And, you know, the kids get to see you at the game and they get a picture of you. I'm thinking, <laughs> you have no idea. It's not kids. These are adult fans. 90% of my pictures, when I walk in and I'm in the stadium and when I'm leaving, it's all fans, adults, old, young, male, female. Very rarely, uh, I, you know, I, I take pictures of the kids, but usually they're with the parents. But for the most part, for some reason, Boltman is, 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 I think it kind of brings out that, that, that little kid in the adult because he looks like a superhero. He's got that superhero look. And I think that's probably why the, the fans can adapt to him with these different ages because they look at him as like a superhero. It's kind of like, you know, your Batman or your, you know, Iron Man. And I think that's probably why I, I, I get a lot of attention because it's really overwhelming when I, when I'm going in the stadium, it's literally picture, 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 picture. And if I, if I can't get my spotter to be moving me, we would be stuck out in that parking lot. Cause oh, it's yeah. just, as soon as you stop, everybody's got a camera and everybody wants a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you start walking away to get mad, but you know, the spotter that I have is, is, you know, he's patient with them and says, Hey, look, we got to get him in there. You know, he's got to get in there before the national anthem. I, that's one thing that I make sure, and I actually leave to go into the game uh, early for that reason is that, you know, I'm all about, you know, being in my seat during the national anthem because there's nothing more disrespectful than you're, you know, walking to your seat. You know, stadiums are big. You're walking down those stairs, and people will stop you. And if you're trying to get in 10 minutes before the national anthem, I'm not going to make my seat. So now you got people, and this has happened a while back when I first started doing it, is people during the national anthem are trying to get pictures with you. Well, you can imagine what the other fans are thinking when you got Boltman taking pictures and they're thinking, well, wow, that's a big disrespect for, for the national anthem. But it's not me. It's oh, the fans. Yeah. And I have to tell them, hey, you know, it's a national anthem. So what I do now is I just get to my seat before the national anthem so that I don't have that problem. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean... Do you have any regrets being Boltman? None at all. None at all. Um, you know, I, I I could honestly say that with validity that I was the only mascot for the Chargers on their field during game day. I was their official mascot. And then as a fan, been doing it, uh, what, for 18 years. And, and I have no regrets. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, you know, comes a time where I'm going to have to stop doing it. But I have I have no regrets whatsoever. And what is the best part about mascotting? I would say, you know, bringing smiles to people's faces. Um, I mean, and uh, I got this thing for, for people and, you know, for, for disabled people, you know, the ones that are in the wheelchairs that they just light up. Um, I always make it 
it's part of my routine when I when I come to a game. I visit. Um, there's this there's this kid in a wheelchair that sits up on the top. He can't get to the bottom, but that's been my routine thing. Before I go to a game, I visit him, and then I go down and, and then visit the wheelchair people that are in the concourse area down below. It's, they, it's like a walkway, but they they line up the chairs there as well where they can watch the game. So I just try to you know get pictures with them and, and give them a little game day experience because. They don't have the the freedom like most of us do at a game to to be able to walk around and to get a picture. Because when I'm walking by, you know, they're throwing their hands up in the air, but they don't turn around. So I know they want a picture. So I always try to make it a point to to, to get in there and get pictures with them. But see, doing that at a game, you start walking around the concourse area, and it literally would take three quarters. I've, I've actually done it. I've used up a whole game walking around the concourse area. So you can imagine the ring for a stadium. Where we have down by the field levels a concourse area where you can walk around the whole stadium. It's only about four feet wide. It literally takes me three quarters of a game just to walk around that whole thing, just taking pictures of people. And then what happens is it really gets congregation. It starts to congregate in that area. So now you can't get wheelchairs through there. Uh, the vendors can't get through. And security's in there pushing, not pushing me, but breaking the crowd up, saying, you know, he's got to go. And because uh, people can't get through there. So I decided. Um, last few years not to not to go into the concourse area because it's just it's causing more of a uh, it's more or less disrupting the game which I don't want to be a part of that so um, I've just been pretty much going to my seat and then after the game you know people start coming up and we start doing pictures on the way out I mean you talked a lot about the San Diego chicken is there any other mascots I mean on Casey Wolf <laughs> um, are there any other mascots that inspire you you know I I just have the highest respect for any mascot. I don't have any particular favorite. I mean, I like, I like, I like the chicken. I like Ted because um, you know I feel he kind of was the grandfather of, of of this whole industry. You know, back in the early '70s. So I have the highest respect for him because you know he's been doing it for so long. You know, early '70s, he's still doing it. Um, but whenever I see mascots, whether it's you know professional sports or high school, anything. I just have the highest respect for them because I know the amount of work and energy that it takes to do it. It's, it's, it's like sitting down at a bleachers watching a football game. It looks, you know, you're not tired. You don't see what's going on, but if you were to play one play and run a route, you know, it's hard. <laughs> so same thing with, with the characters. No one knows that, you know, they can't read that well. I don't think there's any mascots out there where they're just cool. They all have hair. They all have some sort of a, a big head on them. And you're going to sweat. And some are going to sweat more than others. And some of them, depending on where they're playing at in, you know, in the U.S., will have better weather than others. California and, and Miami and, and Jacksonville, I mean, those mascots up there, I don't know how they do it. Cause it's hot there as well. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's big for them. Yeah, that's big for them. And do you have any advice um, for people that are trying to become mascots? I would say, um, you know, talk to, you know, whoever you're going to want to be a mascot for, you know, talk to the mascot that's doing it. Get some feedback from that person first, whether it be male or female, and and see what kind of a commitment and, and, and you know, what's involved and see if that's going to fit the person that wants to do it. It takes a real, real unique personality to be a mascot because you have to be patient. You have to like people. You have to be energetic. You have to have a personality. You have to have, you have to be really uh, energetic. That's the key. 
um, right now I'm just, I'm a different person. People didn't say, well, wow, when you're, when you're just not bolt man, you're completely different than when you become bolt man. When I become bolt man, it's like acting. As soon as I put the head on, I, I become the fiction character. And I literally do because when I put the head on, I don't picture myself as myself. The nonfiction, I picture myself as the fiction. So I automatically just go into character. But that's just been a given because I've been doing it for so many years. You know, when I first started, yeah, you're going to get the butterflies and, and you're going to be nervous and you're going to make mistakes. You know, that's, that's going to happen. But once you start picking up on it and you get the experience, um, you know, I don't get the butterflies anymore at any event. I just, you know, I throw the head on. It's just, it's just a, like a routine thing for me now. Um, I don't, I don't get nervous or anything. Just kind of, I guess it's grown on me. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say, yeah, for the most part, just to do all the research they can. But most importantly, they need to be in really good shape. Yeah. You, you know, you, yeah, that, it'll take a toll on you. If, 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 you know, I would, I would literally go get a physical. So you definitely got to make sure you're physically able to do it. And do you have any shout outs, shout outs to anyone in the world or anything else that you want to add to? Oh, well, shout out would be um, to all the Charger fans in uh, America's finest city, San Diego. I feel your pain. And, um, you know, I say support the players as hard as that's going to be. Some, some fans are doing the hate watch thing, but I'd say support the players because the Chargers are embedded deeply in the roots of San Diego for 56 years. So um, uh, my shout out to them is to continue to support this franchise and, and put your, um, your personal feelings aside for the owner and support the players because it's important. These guys are just beat. I mean, you can tell when they get out there, they're, they're just, there's just no chemistry. There's no energy. There's no excitement in these players. And, and I think it's because they've lost the fan base. And when you're playing at home and there's no fans out there, it's hard to play. You just lose, you lose the interest. So that would be my shout out to San Diego fans, San Diego Charger fans uh, to um, don't give up on the, on the Chargers. Stick with them as much as and as long as you can. And hopefully, we're hoping that they come back. We're hoping that that they fail there and that they come back and the NFL brings them back. But if I had a shout-out, I'd say that would be it. And anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I appreciate you um, having me on as your guest. And thank you. I want to thank you for your time and, you know, for scheduling with me. I know it's not easy. Well, it's, this is one of the easier ones because we're in the same uh, time zone. So thank you. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. uh, yeah, just thanks. Thanks for being a mascot. Thanks for, you know, putting your time out there, uh, giving that time to the chargers fans. And, you know, I, I understand you put a lot of time and, and money into this character and the, you're the unofficial mascot for the San Diego chargers. And that's what I'm going to say in the intro. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you nice. so much for your for your time and um, just keep going. Whatever you feel passionate about, like if you're going to follow the team, just keep going. Best of luck with that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And go Chargers. And that was it for episode number 41. I'm back, you guys. It's been a while since I've talked to this mic <laughs> and hope that someone would be listening on the other side. What you guys been doing, huh? I've been super busy. Work has not work has not let up 
at all whatsoever. But I had a fun Halloween and I made my Cosmo costume. It was like me sitting on top of Cosmo's shoulders. Most people got it. It was funny. Like the little kids were just like fascinated by it. Like, I don't know, like the little like toddlers, like three and four year olds. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about Cosmo because I'm pretty sure I talk about him like every episode. I was the mascot for my friend, my friend's fall festival. Who's The kids love their mascot. It's a wildcat and they were just like, oh my God, it's Rory. Like, Rory, take a picture. And man, it was tough, you guys, because there was a lot of downtime. It's like, I basically had to entertain myself, right? Because there was a lot of downtime. And at, although there was lots of kids that wanted to take a picture, there was really a lot of downtime walking around and stuff. And I was just thinking about that beforehand because I went to go see Cosmo at some like, I don't know, he was at the market down the street from work. I was already at the part-time job and I was like, Cosmo's going to be here like afterwards, like I'll just go there like afterwards, right? It was like five minutes away. I went in as I was like, I walked in, I was like, all right, where's Cosmo? And he's just like looking at this lady, like prepping some food. And he was like looking at this station, but he was like busy and like acting like funny, I guess, like just like he was doing things because that there was a lot of downtime there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was like, man, I was like, what would Cosmo do? Like, what was he doing when he was just like standing there waiting for people to come get autographs from whoever was there at the kiosk i don't know so that was it was really tough to like fill your time and they wouldn't let me get in the jumper and i was so sad and visibility like oh it was not good i basically had to prop the the mascot mouth open with erasers like we blacked out some erasers like with a sharpie and we stuck them in there and it was so funny too because like I don't know what my friend had said, but everyone she's just like, Oh, they say that you're a professional, like they brought in a professional for this job. And I was like, What? I was like, No, not even close. But apparently since I didn't need a handler, yeah, I was the professional. They were ready like to give me a, a handler, but that lady was super busy. I was like, No way, like you're gonna be able to walk me around. Um, so I just kind of went off on my own and did my thing. And at one point, this little boy walked in, like they opened the door when I was getting some water because I was in, in her office and I had my hands off. So I was like, oh, and then I put my hands behind my back. But like he knew, like they're like, oh, yeah, like there's someone in there. And then like and he was like, what? The mom was explaining. She's like, oh, he's like, so there's someone in there. And I was like, yeah, I was like, hi. And then, and he's like, oh, he's like, where do you see from? And then, I, so I felt like, I was like, well, my cover's already blown. Like the mom already told him. He's like, where do you see from? And I was like, oh, in the mouth. And he was like, oh, and he's like, that's interesting. And if he's like eight, but I don't know, I guess he was really smart. And then the mom took a picture and I, my hands were just like behind my back because I didn't have my paws on. It was, it was fun stuff, you guys. It was really fun. But anyways, so I have 30 four episodes recorded at this point. I have 37 scheduled and I'm still reaching out to a few people. So help me reach my goal of 50. And that's it, guys. We're going to end this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> too busy. I love it. I love it. I do. But I think I just, I never thought I would even come close to 50 episodes. So I'm going to try and get there. And then that's it. I'm going to be done, you guys. But I'll still leave the Twitter and the Instagram, the Instagram open. I don't know. I mean, mostly I just like looking at mascot stuff on Twitter. So I'll, I'll leave that open. Uh, the Instagram probably won't, won't get a lot of new content, but <laughs> I want to thank you guys for listening. 
Thank you guys for sticking with me on my break. And just as always, thank you for listening and take care.